listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Uh, Ryan Schweitzer in Swift Current and Craig Boschman on the road with the team. Uh, following a 6-1 loss in Red Deer, the, the boys taking one on the chin in Red Deer, Bosch. Yeah, a bit of a tough game. Um, you know, one of those ones where it just kind of seemed like the, the whole group didn't didn't quite have it that night. And those nights happen. Um, you know, it's it's good that they're they're much fewer and far between um, this season than they have been in years past. So one of those games that you, you kind of just take it, you know, wear it and uh, move on to the next one and hope for a stronger effort in the next game, which comes up on Friday against Edmonton. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, the the most recent home game for the team, fun night at the rink, the teddy bear toss game. You know, the crowds seem to be getting progressively larger at the IPlex and uh, the boys holding up their end of the bargain and putting on a fun one for the, the fans that were there for the teddy bear toss game. Yeah, it was a little extra excitement, I think, heading into that game. People have it circled on their calendar, and um, and the players certainly know when that game is because they all want to score the Teddy Bertas goal. So um, certainly a fun night and nice to get the victory that game. Uh, you know, Sam McGinley coming up with a big goal and getting the bragging rights, which kind of kicked off the party and kicked off uh, one of the best periods that I think we've seen all season from the team in that second period against Moose Shaw. So uh, that was a fun night overall and uh, nice to kind of get that uh, a victory in the final home game before Christmas. We got to give a shout out and some props to Ryan Stricker. Um, he is the uh, senior manager of business operations for the uh, Swift Current Broncos. We, we all had our teddy bear toss goal scorer pool. And uh, I think he was, I'm pretty sure he was the guy that had Sam McGinley. So kudos to him and his powers of prognostication. It was pretty impressive. I had, I had Owen Pickering because he had scored in both games against Moose Jaw, so figured I would try and ride the hot hand. Uh, but nice, uh, nice get. And you were kind of mentioning, I think, before our meeting that day, that uh, you weren't sure when the last time a defenseman had scored the Teddy Bear Toss goal, and then sure enough, uh, Sam McGinley goes out and gets it. I can't remember the year, but I think the last defenseman to get it would have been Archie Manulin. Um, probably around 16 or 17 there, but, uh, but yeah, I was in the teddy bear toss goal scorer pool. I, I went with Matt Ward because, you know, looking back, Tyler Steenbergen had a teddy bear toss goal. Jake DeBrusque had one. Um, the late great Colby cave had one as well. So, so often it's been our guy who's come through to score the goal. So I, I thought I was pretty safe with Matt Ward, but, uh, you know, we'll give one more shout out and a little bit more props to Ryan Stricker for going with, uh, with Sam McGinley. Um, you're in the midst of a road trip right now. The boys are going to be playing in Edmonton at the palatial Rogers center, a couple games this weekend. And I imagine the boys have been there. What, what was the whole experience like going to, to that hockey palace with the guys? Yeah, we, uh, I mean, the team pulled up to the rink probably, 12 31 o'clock last night after um getting in from red deer and um you know you drop off the equipment take your stuff out of your stall hanging up that kind of thing and then the guys make their way towards the bench and kind of just stand there and and soak it all in um the jumbotron at rogers place is just you know obscenely large when you're on the bench and you're looking straight up you got to crane your neck all the way back to a 90 degree angle almost and you still can't even really see it very clearly so it's uh it's a, a sight to behold um this rink for sure and um you know it's it's kind of it's cool enough to be there playing a junior hockey game you know it's hard to imagine what it would be like being down there at ice level for uh, for an nhl game so certainly a lot of guys who are you know taking pick picking pictures taking videos on their phones and i'm sure sending it to some of their buddies back home or their parents and whatnot so um you know cool for the guys to get there and kind of check it out when it's empty and and uh, you know kind of quiet there in the middle of the night but uh, you know certainly get that out of the way and then it's it's all business the next day when uh, you're getting ready to play 
We would be remiss if we didn't bring up what a big day in the, the history of this organization is. As uh, I saw word came out on social media today that uh, the Bronco organization has inked not one, but both of their prospect draft picks from the, the most recent WHL prospects draft. That's huge. What a big day today. Yeah, Clark Caswell, Josh Fluker, uh, you know, committing to the organization, signing their standard player agreements. Um, you know, don't think there was ever any concern that these guys weren't uh, going to commit to the team. And, you know, to get it all done and official and uh, pen to paper is is exciting. Like you said, uh, it's the first time the team has ever had two picks in the top 10 of the same year. So to get those guys back to back and guys who are good friends as well growing up, they've played together in the past. Uh, they've known each other for a long, long time. Uh, you know, a high-end forward and a high-end defenseman to add to what is already a pretty impressive uh, war chest of talent that this organization has just makes it even more exciting to think about how good this team is going to be. They're, they're starting to show that big-time progress from a couple of years ago now. And, uh, you know, you look next year and the year after that, it's, uh, it's a very, very exciting time to be a fan of this team. When you're right, you're right. You're certainly right about that one. Uh, our feature guest on the Broncos This Week podcast is going to be uh, veteran defenseman Chase Lacombe, who's had an interesting junior hockey career that uh, I know that both of us are looking forward to talking to him about here. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he was thinking he was going to play his junior hockey career here at Edmonton, uh, you know, being drafted by the Oil Kings back in 2017. And then, uh, you know, just before training camp that season, he gets traded to Swift Current and plays up in Humboldt for a year at 16, makes the jump to the WHL and kind of went back and forth between Humboldt and Swift Current. But, um, you know, a guy who's never, never complained about his position in the lineup, uh, never, never comes to the rink with a bad attitude or anything like that. Um, you know, one of the more positive and, and uh, laid back guys that you'll meet and guy who really helps to keep everything kind of, you, know, you know, loose in the locker room, keep guys on their toes, you know, chirping them here and there and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, one of those guys that every team needs to have, I think. And uh, he's filled that role very well. And, and on top of that, he's, he's played great hockey this year. Um, he's stepped up his game a lot. He's being trusted in a much bigger role than he's had in years past. And he's earned it because uh, he's, he's played very well this year. Most popular player among his teammates uh, voted that in the hub. So looking forward to finding out what makes him so darn popular. Uh, Devin Pratt will be joining us as well to break down the, the more recent action. We'll have the coaches segment coming up in just a moment here. Next home game. It's going to be a while. We still got a couple road games to get through, but uh, the team is action in action on December 27th. Uh, the Lethbridge Hurricanes are in town. And that first game after Christmas is always a fun one because we always celebrate minor hockey night. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great chance, and I think with some people having their families in town too, it's an opportunity to get the whole family out uh, who might not be in Swift Current normally. You know, people are home for the holidays, that kind of thing. So you're able to get, you know, the whole family together, come out to a game, and and as you said, it's uh, minor hockey night for Crescent Point against the Hurricanes on the 27th. Any um, youth wearing minor hockey apparel get in for free, courtesy of Crescent Point, and the first. 300 kids to the game get a free hot dog and pop so um should be a fun game and, and it kicks off a very busy week for the broncos they play five games in seven days right after christmas so uh kicks off a busy a busy stretch right after the break but uh, looking forward to kind of getting back into the swing of it after a, a, a much deserved week-long break for these guys right on it's the broncos this week podcast ryan Schweitzer and swift current craig boschman from a hotel room in the greater edmonton area coming up in uh, just a little bit our feature guest will be the aforementioned chase lacombe but in the much more immediate future we'll have our coaches segment with interim head coach devin Pratt shortly this is broncos this week you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the swift current broncos 
It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Coach's show portion, Ryan Schweitzer and Swift Current, and uh, we're going on the road where uh, co-host Craig Boschman is hanging out, as well as uh, interim head coach Devin Pratt. Uh, Devin, how's, uh, how's the road trip so far for you? Lost last night notwithstanding. <laughs> Yeah, no, things are uh, things are pretty good here. Uh, we're a little disappointed in our in our overall team play last night. Uh, just thought that we got away from our identity. Uh, it was a little bit of a sleeper of a game. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities and shots in the first period, but uh, you know, they got two past us, which just kind of bit us. And then we just we weren't able to chase the game. We weren't able to get much going for ourselves. So it's important here tomorrow night that we get back to our identity, uh, managing pucks, getting on the body, playing fast and physical and uh, embracing the grind that this league requires. And we've seen your team do that this year. You know, there's been some tough performances and they've bounced back with a strong game. So you're hoping that they can quickly put that one behind them and, uh, you know, look forward to a game against the Edmonton Oil Kings. Yeah, no question. I mean, we got a 68-game schedule. You can't let one game hang over, influence the next one. You just got to learn from it, own it, uh, and then uh, take the lesson and move forward as a group. So, uh, you know, Red Deer is a good hockey team, too. They don't need a whole lot of opportunities to finish, and uh, that's why they find themselves in the standings where they're at. And, I mean, that's uh, the same kind of idea tomorrow night. I know Edmonton misses some guys with the World Juniors, but they're still a quality hockey team. They play the right way. Uh, and they've had success with those guys gone. Yeah, you know, I, I know that you're you're always looking forward, but I just want to rewind a little bit to uh, this past weekend and uh, a home and home series with Moose Jaw that began with uh, with a win for your team on home ice. And uh, I know it's a it's it seems like ages ago in in the traveling hockey guy world, but uh, you know that that four one win, our last game at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex, that was a special one to be a part of. Uh, you know, what, what do you remember about your team's effort from that one? Yeah, you know what? I thought that was just a quality game, start to finish for our group. Um, I thought we just we managed pucks really well. We created a lot of opportunities for ourselves. We played a disciplined game, and uh, you know it was nice uh, getting that teddy bear toss goal, and then kind of getting that out of the way. But right away, the very next shift after the delay, we put a puck deep, we worked the cycle, we caused turnovers, and we got kind of back to that grinding mentality and identity that we like. So that's like when I take look back at that game that's uh two of my favorite shifts were kind of after we went up one two nothing uh just the way the guys embraced you know making them play tough minutes making them play 200 feet away from our goal and uh you know playing within our identity so yeah it was a it was a quality game i thought the next night going into moose jaw we had a little bit of a slow start that cost us and uh you know we really liked our last 35 minutes of that game we thought that we played well created opportunities to get back in it and we were within striking distance and hit a post early in the third period and then uh, just didn't have quite enough to uh, get one across the line the team drove up to edmonton after the game in red deer last night and dropped off the equipment at rogers place and you know a lot of the guys on the team haven't been to this building or a building like this before so for them to kind of get here before the game and take a look around and get that sort of starry eyed look out of the way early is uh, it's important i think before you jump on the ice to play a game yeah always i mean at the end of the day it doesn't matter if we're playing indoors outdoors um, you know, in Saskatchewan or anywhere else, um, it's it's hockey and it's the game. So uh, that the environment shouldn't dictate how we play and how we want to play. But 
Yeah, I mean, like this Rogers Center here is kind of the mecca of hockey um, buildings in North America. Uh, the uh, the scoreboards, massive, the rinks, well done. Uh, reminds me a lot of like a Yankee Stadium or the Cowboys Stadium there for their respective sports as well. And uh, there's a little bit of that awestruck when you walk in, no question. So I think it's nice for our guys to get in, just see it. We skated on the practice ring today. We're around the facilities. Uh, you know, NHL teams are walking the hallways that are around there as well and uh, you know I think it's important as a as a young player you need to love the game you need to watch the game you need to study the game and you got to enjoy it and, and find the fun in it and it was uh it was nice to see our guys around the ring today just kind of getting excited chatting about different players walking down the hallway or, or what they may have seen and um, when we take the ice for practice it's got to be business and uh, ready to go preparing to compete so I thought our guys did a really good job managing that yeah, what a great experience for for the guys being able to to just soak all that in. Uh, I want to ask you just where we are at the schedule, and uh, you know the, the WHL sched it's it's a grind on these young men, and uh, you know the uh, a little bit of a break for Christmas is uh, not too far ahead of you. How is it as a coach managing that? And you know you you talked about yeah you got to get to the rink and get to work, but you know is there some excitement for a little bit of time off that uh, as a coaching staff you and you and Matt have to battle through a little bit? Yeah, I think that's just kind of human, no matter what uh, what industry you're working in, you, you're looking at breaks and quality time with family, and you're kind of excited for that as well. But, uh, you know, for me and Matt, uh, we, we're just relishing this opportunity. Uh, we're just loving every minute of being in the league. Uh, we don't feel like we go to work every day. We're just enjoying ourselves, uh, you know, working in the game. When you work in the game of hockey, doing video, planning practices, meeting with players, all those little things. Uh, it's just enjoyment, really. Uh, and, and really, you got to give credit to the players because they create that environment as well. Uh, the buy-in is there, but they're just a, they're a great group of kids to be around, uh, quality men with high character. So, you know, I think the, the challenge is for a lot of us uh, going through what the, the last year and a half, two years has presented with, uh, you know, world events and, and COVID and all of this is, you know, we're going to be, 30 games in and that's more games than guys played last year in the bubble it's more games than anyone played in any kind of you know uh, minor hockey jurisdiction or anything like that so uh, it's a lot of hockey and then we come back right after break and we got four and five right away we got 38 games after the break so a lot of load management and just you know that personal awareness they got to take care of their bodies they got to eat right they got to drink you know get their fluids and hydrate and then they gotta they gotta get their sleep they gotta take care of themselves and i think the the break's good for everybody we're uh you know we're cognizant of not being one foot out the door here we want to see this through and play quality hockey and i think a little bit of a wake up call in red deer um last night so for our group that's what we want to see we want to see the process from us we talk about that all the time and let the results take care of themselves so we want to be engaged we want to bring energy uh we want to bring intensity and we want to take pride in the bronco logo here and then when uh you know the final buzzer rings we can uh you know briefly go home to our families enjoy some downtime and then it's like right back to the grind on boxing day I think we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about some exciting uh, news for the organization today with Clark Caswell and Josh Fluker signing their uh, standard player agreements. Uh, just excited to get those guys, you know, committed to the organization and uh, hopefully into some game action uh, pretty soon as well. 
Yeah, always. I mean, it's uh, it's an exciting time for us having two picks in the top ten. We've picked, you know, high quality players, but uh, high quality character guys as well, uh, which we're very proud of and we're excited. We think these guys are going to be uh, great Broncos in the future and we're excited, you know, try to get them in here, bring them into our environment and uh, the day-to-day here sooner than later and get them into a game and get them let them get their feet wet in the league and, uh, you know, the sky's the limit with these young guys. They're both having great great years in the Manitoba U18 AAA League. Uh, they represented their provinces at the U16 WHL Cup and uh, as I say, uh, just as much as they are good players, uh, we're really excited about the quality of people there. Yeah, for sure. Very exciting day for the to be a Bronco fan today and well into the future. Uh, after the prospect draft, there were some teams that got their kids into the lineup right away, signed them into the lineup right away. When we last talked to, to Chad, he had mentioned, you know, maybe after Christmas for these kids. Is that uh, still potentially a plan that they could be making their, their Western League debut in in the next few weeks here? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's a soft spot in their schedule there after Christmas. So, um, like I say, we got a lot of hockey in that short period. So it's a great opportunity for us to bring in some, you know, some fresh energy and some fresh blood with the group. And uh, that'll be the plan uh, when it comes uh, comes the time. We'll see where things are at and make the the right decisions. Uh, you know, based on what's best for the group. But uh, yeah, it is a very exciting day for the Broncos here and for the organization. I believe this is going to be our last podcast before Christmas. So for you, what does, uh, you know, Christmas look like for the prod family? Are there any traditions you guys go through or anything like that? Well, uh, this year's a little different. My parents are uh, in town in Swift here until the 20th. So we'll get home uh, the early morning on the 19th and kind of spend 19th day as a Christmas day uh, with our young boy, uh, Charlie, at home and with my wife, Lindsay, and uh, enjoy like we always kind of have Chinese food, uh, hang out, relax. Um, you know, just enjoy each other's company. There's a Celine Dion album from Christmas from probably the early 2000s that is kind of the the go-to that's on repeat for the day so uh, we'll just kind of enjoy that and that's you know that's kind of been uh, what we've done since we're young we'll play games build a puzzle just uh, enjoy quality downtime together kind of get away from the screen time get away from our phones and uh, yeah just really enjoy being with each other that's awesome uh, i like the chinese food christmas tradition uh, have, have you had the chance to try wong's kitchen yet as a swift current resident big recommend there yeah yeah we have actually uh you're not the first person to recommend that so we've uh, we've been through the wongs we've enjoyed it uh yeah i uh you know i'm not too shy with the old uh, fork and knife so and enjoy my quality food <laughs> Right on. Hey, Devin, before we let you go real quick, I want to ask about uh, a guy who's our feature guest on the podcast. He is the reigning most popular player among Bronco teammates from the hub. Uh, From a coach's perspective and from a human perspective, what can you tell us about Chase Lacombe? Yeah, Chase is just a quality guy. I mean, uh, no matter what's going on uh, in the room or, or with him, he, he always brings uh, energy, he always brings positivity. Uh, he's an older guy in the room that guys look up to and will go to when uh, they're going through some difficult times. And uh, Chase, is, he's earned everything here um, for, for a few years now uh, being in the league. And that just kind of speaks to his character and what he's willing to endure uh, for the group. So uh, we're very excited to have him as a as a part of our fold and uh you know we feel that he uh, he brings an element to our team that uh you know we need 
That right matters. on. Well, hey, Devin, thanks so much for uh, for doing this. Best of luck on the rest of the road trip and uh, have a very Merry Christmas. And we're looking forward to seeing you back at the IPlex on the 27th, man. You guys as well. Merry Christmas to you and uh, all the Bronco fans out there and families. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 and uh, sitting down with our feature guest, Chase Lacombe, joining us. Uh, you know, one of the one of the guys who's been around this organization for a while, one of the vets on the team, and uh, joining us from his uh, palatial hotel room on the road. How's things going, Comer? Really good. I'm uh, happy to finally be on the podcast. Only took two to three years here, so, you know, Bosch is begging for me to come on here so it's really really glad it finally worked out it's a true fact i was almost on my knees begging chase lacombe to come on the podcast <laughs> so i'm glad he finally made the time for us yeah i always got time for you guys you know it's uh it's good having you on here yeah it's been uh, it's been a minute since we we invited you on here and i'm glad you were able to make it work uh you're the uh defending most popular player among teammates what is it about you that makes you so likable? Uh, I don't know. I just try to include everyone. I keep it pretty light. You know, I, I like to keep it honest, I guess, with some little jabs here and there. But, you know, all the guys kind of respect it, like, in a joking way, I guess. And, you know, they give it right back to me. And I just I want to make sure everyone feels welcome in the room. And there's no clicks or anything. And I'm always approachable. And I hope guys feel that way. And it's just i don't know i just go on my way to make sure everyone feels welcome how much were you getting it from the guys when that was announced that you were the most popular player uh i got so many taxes pretty bad <laughs> uh, they still give it to me today so it's pretty bad but oh well they're just jealous i think we uh we just had uh devin prott uh, interim head coach as our guest and he had mentioned uh, we were asking him before we started recording what's something we could ask Comer about and he said something about the cowboy hat um, oh. and, and you got <laughs> kind of a, you, you're, you, like your name Chase Lacombe like that, that sounds like a world champion bull rider type names like is <laughs> what, what, what's the deal with the cowboy hat well uh, me and Isaac decided to be uh, uh, cowboys for <laughs> Cowboys for Halloween, and uh, he convinced me to spend a certain amount on this cowboy hat. And then I uh, decided to wear it around, and I obviously had the mustache going pretty good then. And yeah, I don't know. It's we ended up losing that game, so I kind of kicked it to the curb. But uh, yeah, probably likes to give me a hard time about the cowboy hat. I think he's just also jealous because I look so good in it. But you know, did the. Show Yellowstone. The, the Yellowstone show play a large role in you guys dressing up as Cowboys? Uh, I haven't watched the new season, but yeah, Isaac's a pretty big fan of it. He's uh, He's been uh, dressing up as a Cowboy for, I think, the last month or so. It's kind of funny. Was there some sort of reaction on the bench, though? Because like we, we got an anthem guy who does the full Cowboy thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, he was wearing his Cowboy hat. And then Prater comes down and he's like, Comer it's your buddy <laughs> or something like that. Like, he's just, I don't know. He's somebody looked alike and uh, somewhere along those lines. Can't remember. I was, it was pretty funny though. 
plays into the role of the, uh, you know, keeping the guys light around the room, I think, for that for you. And, um, you know, hockey-wise here, Comer, coming into this year, you know, coming to the training camp, um, what were you wanting to – or did you have any sort of expectations coming into camp? Was it kind of just, uh, I'm coming here to make the team and that's that kind of thing? Yeah, I had next uh, – not expectations. I just wanted to come in here and kind of leave it all out there. And if it's – you know, I'd make it a very hard choice for the coaching staff and management to – you know, if they didn't want me on the team, then it was, was going to be a hard choice and kind of that way and just kind of had nothing to lose. Just come here and play my heart out and whatever happens, happens kind of thing. And so far, it's all I've gotten a very good opportunity. I'm very grateful for that. So, yeah, I was just just came here, try to work hard and take what I can take what I can get and take advantage of all the opportunities. Well, the global pandemic certainly wrought havoc with hockey schedules in a variety of leagues. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about your year last year because you just ended up being a part of that team in the hub. You know, what, what was that experience like for you beginning to end? Uh, well, I got called in halfway through. So I was kind of waiting around and seeing if the SJHL bubble is going to happen because there, there's rumors or they're talking about doing it. Didn't know what's kind of going on there. So I was waiting around, trying to stay in shape. And then uh, I think Weagle ended up going down and then the classic, but uh, he ended up going down and then he, uh, they ended up calling me in and then I had to quarantine for seven days, which is pretty tough to be locked into small dorm room, kind of nothing to do, but play video games and watch movies and do the odd body weight workout. But once I got there, you know, uh, Scotty did a couple bag skates with me. It was uh, pretty tough. But uh, I don't know. It was, I thought it was really good. Just like this year, all the guys are a lot more closer this year. Um, I felt a lot more confident as the games went on. And I was, just, I was just really fortunate to be playing hockey after seeing a lot of kids not being able to play and being frustrated and a lot of 20-year-olds who can't even finish up their last year. So I was – I was very grateful I could even play hockey at that point. And uh, it was it was kind of fun in ways, but at the same time, it was almost Groundhog Day every day, and you just wanted to kind of go home. Well, your hockey career has been interesting because you've been a Bronco for the last couple of years, but both in Swift Current and in Humboldt. So you're kind of a Bronco through and through. So you had your, your rookie season there in the SJHL, and, um, you know, it was – I think it was at the start of that year that you were traded from Edmonton to Swift Current. Uh, what do you remember about uh, that day? Uh, yeah, I was actually, we were getting ready to pack up and drive over to Edmonton for their prospect camp, whatever rookie camp. And then I ended up getting a call from the GM at the time saying, yeah, we've ended up trading you to Swift Current. And then I ended up talking to Dean or Dino and he said, yeah, our camp's actually not for another week. So then, uh, which I was, I didn't even know a lot of the other teams saw me at the time. I was pretty impressed that another team traded for me kind of thing and I was just really grateful for another opportunity and just wanted to come in here and again just leave it all out there and whatever I got take it and yeah I ended up going to Humboldt the next week had every early session there eight in the morning every single day and then I came to Swift the next week and I had every single early uh, camp game there and I had to drive back to Humboldt and we had to fly over to, can't remember where the place was, but it was a crazy like three weeks is insane. 
Yeah, I want to ask you about the the Humboldt experience, you know, playing for that franchise and just, uh, you know, what, were, what was that like? Uh, it, was, it was honestly really cool. Obviously, I came in the year after everything kind of happened and I, I got to meet a lot of the guys and they're just really great guys. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it kind of thing, but just uh, being there, like you kind of, you can see how a town loves hockey. And I kind of see that with Swift too. Just everyone just loves the team there. And uh, I feel like I've really kind of grown from there just with my Bills family, the coaching staff and everything into kind of a more mature kind of player in person. Obviously it might not seem like it at times, but you know, I, I like to really bounce back to that and take those experiences and kind of, I don't know, pass them on to whoever wants to listen kind of thing. And what I've learned playing at 16 off to pass it on to the 16 year olds here like Brzezinski try to teach them a few things just around the rink off the ice kind of thing and I don't know it's it was pretty cool there though like uh it's just uh it's an unbelievable place to play you're a, a moose jaw kid born and raised if I'm not mistaken so I'm guessing you went to a lot of Warriors games growing up and we know that the Warriors and Broncos have had a long-standing rivalry um were there any games that you saw between those two teams that uh, kind of stick out to you in particular uh, it was the one year of the playoffs. I think it was the year before Swift ended up winning it. But I know Swift fans were coming to Moose Shaw and like I was, they were sitting like two rows up and they're louder than all the Moose Shaw fans. And it was just insane. It was, it was pretty cool. And I obviously wanted the Warriors to win, but and I think they ended up winning that year. And then next year they got kicked out, if I can't remember, by Swift. But I remember every year the, uh, Swift fans are louder than Musha fans, and I don't know. It's it's kind of more like Swift is playing in a home home arena in uh, Musha, and I thought it was pretty surreal to see that. And that was kind of weird that Musha fans weren't louder, but uh, I guess now playing for Swift, you can see that they're just a lot more passionate than a lot of other places. And I just realized now why it was such a great place to play and why they had a winning organization. Yeah, and, and you know, with that, and I remember being being a part of those crowds in Moose Jaw. Um, did did that kind of put a bit of a smile on your face when you heard that you were getting moved to Swift Current, and you know, the chance to play in front of that fan base? Yeah, I thought it was always. I I thought if I could play in front of a crowd like that, that'd be pretty surreal. Just even seeing the videos of when they won, just like it being sold out and then being louder than really any fan base I've played in front of, and it's just I thought it was. I thought it'd be pretty cool to ever, if I could ever get that opportunity to play in front of a fan base like that, that I should definitely take advantage of it and uh, take take it for what it is, I guess. <laughs> you had your first Western Hockey League goal in your hometown of Moose Jaw back in the 1920 season. Uh, I remember it clear as day. It was, a, it was a bullet from the blue line, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it went top corner or something like that, but no, <laughs> it was an iceberg. <laughs> I won't lie. No, that was score in your hometown, though, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's, that was pretty cool. My, a lot of my family were there. My billets ended up driving up that game just so, just so happens, and just for that to happen in in Musha, you know, I just, I just, uh, it was kind of having a tough season, but that just kind of gave me a little more life and kind of put another pep in my step, and it just, yeah, it was, I thought it was pretty cool just for that to happen there. 
you've uh, you've been through some tough years as a member of the Bronco organization, but you know now the team flirting with 500. You're competitive against some of the best teams in the league. Uh, it looks like the organization and the players on the ice are having a lot more fun this year. You know, can can you speak to that a little bit and you know how it's nice to kind of see the the daylight of the the reset? Yeah, I know for sure. This year definitely just feels like kind of fresh breath of air. Everyone's kind of just feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel where before it's kind of like oh oh no we got to play one of the top teams again but now it's like hey like we got a chance here like we are a lot more prepared i feel like uh obviously we have a couple more guys who can help out um but yeah no it just it just feels a lot more exciting i guess uh there's like there's kind of a buzz around the room and we, we believe in ourselves a lot more and it definitely helps with more fans going back. I've kind of noticed that the crowds are getting bigger and bigger slowly and that definitely helps it a lot more too. Who are some of the guys who have helped you? I mean, when you were, you know, a Western League rookie there in Swift Current for that season, but even going back to your minor hockey days, I mean, are there some guys who have kind of helped you in your, your day-to-day that you're now doing to some of the younger guys here? Yeah, no, for sure. I know, uh, Tyler Smith, he's kind of, we were roommates on the road. He kind of showed me a few things and I kind of passed it along. And uh, a couple of guys in Humboldt, they were 20 when I was 16. They're like, hey, you know, you're not playing, but make sure on the bench you're kind of, you're still up and you're positive. And it took me a while to kind of grasp that. But now when I'm a little older, I really see what they are, what they're talking about and how it actually helps out the team instead of just being a lump on the bench kind of thing. And uh, I, I try to pass it along to guys that are a little younger that, yeah, you may not be playing now, but your time will come and stuff like that. And just stay positive because once you get in that negative kind of mind frame, it's kind of tough to get out of it. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's tough to get out of it. Being uh, on a road trip right now and doing the hotel thing, this podcast powered by hotel Wi-Fi. So maybe that's why the audio quality isn't what it normally is. But, uh, you know, when, when you're on the road and, and doing the swing like you are now, like what are some of the things that, that you can tell us on a public podcast that you do to, to you know, keep things light and, you know, keep things fun? Uh, well, other than listening to Pickering's tough mic'd up day, uh, <laughs> Uh, just kind of, you know, hang out with each other in each other's rooms, watch movies, go for a walk, kind of see what the town's about. I was, you know, within reason, just kind of just see what visiting towns are like. I kind of like doing that because you never know when you have the opportunity to kind of come back, especially with COVID kind of thing. You kind of took it for granted when you first came around, but kind of just see what, what, uh, how cool the rink is too. Um, obviously we were playing in Rogers tonight, so was, that's pretty surreal. Um, but yeah, just kind of hang out with each other and kind of those classic road trip bond kind of things. Back home in Swift, what, uh, what sorts of things keep you busy when you're, uh, when the team's at, uh, at home? Uh, other than working out, you know, I think that Fix also mentioned that and his, uh, mic'd up thing. I don't know, but, uh, I don't know. I like to play the odd video games or hang out with the guys where I'm big into star Wars. So I'll watch a couple of star Wars movies. <laughs> um, other than that, just hang out with the billets, play a couple of card games, uh, board games, hang out with the billet kids, play mini sticks. Just, yeah. That's big. I, I didn't realize you were a star Wars guy. Um, best movie in the series, putting you on the spot here. Oh man. Uh, I gotta go revenge of the Sith. I like that one. Uh, one of the new ones. I was going to say Empire Strikes Back. 
Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good too. Mandalorian season three coming out though, right? Uh, I, lo- I lost my uh, Disney Plus account login. Post, so I'm, <laughs> I'm hurting right now on that front. So. <laughs> Oh, well, Comer, uh, you know, the force is strong in you and we greatly appreciate you uh, taking some time to, to chat with us. Our apologies for not doing this sooner, but uh, but this was a good one. Enjoy the rest of the trip, man. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. You know, I've always wanted to do this. And I'm glad you guys uh, finally made it work and I'm happy I always got time for you guys. So thank you. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to uh, interim head coach Devin Pratt and uh, veteran defenseman Chase Lacombe for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast. Uh, Bosch, we were just talking uh, before we, we started recording on the podcast here. Uh, a big day today, obviously, with the, the signing of Clark Caswell and Josh Fluker, the team's most recent first-round uh, prospect picks. But uh, what, what's interesting now is we, we now have the completed Joel Hofer trade picture as well as, uh, you know, it's not just six draft picks, it's six human beings that, that we can name that were now traded for Joel. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy to think how much that one move back at the trade deadline in 2019 played, or uh, sorry, in uh, 2019 it would have been, yeah, uh, how much that one trade, um, you know, kind of really changed a lot of the, the Broncos organization. You get two first round picks and uh, those picks turned into Matthew Ward and now Josh Fluker. We know who the other one was. Uh, they also got a 2020 second round pick, which turned into Grayson Brzezinski. 2019 third round pick turned into Sam Court and uh, fourth and fifth round picks in 2020, which were Van Ager and Joey Rocha. So it's uh, it's amazing to see how much that one move has had an impact on the organization already. And we're only, you know, really one full season into seeing its, its effects on the team. So uh, an amazing move that was at the time, uh, you know, obviously the foresight to get all those picks at the time was, was huge and it's already paying dividends for the organization. And that's only going to get better and better as uh, more of those guys uh, make their way to the Broncos roster. Yep. Hofer for Ward, Court, Brzezinski, Egger, Rocha, and Fluker. All right. Uh, that'll do it for another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. Uh, don't forget, next home game for the team is going to be on the uh, 27th with Lethbridge in town, uh, Crescent Point Minor Hockey Night. Always a fun night at the rink. And worth noting as well for this road trip this weekend, uh, the, they play in Edmonton Friday night. 8 o'clock local time face-off for that. And then Saturday, the unconventional 4 o'clock mountain, 5 o'clock swift current time start. Yeah, a bit of an earlier game. Um, I'm, I don't know for sure. I'm just kind of assuming that's the last game before Christmas. Guys trying to catch flights and, and get out of Edmonton to head home. So I'm, I'm guessing that's part of the reason why it's a 4 o'clock start. But um, it will be nice to get the game get the game done earlier guys uh, heading to the airport some guys um, you know driving themselves back from here some guys flying home and some guys riding the bus back to swift current so um, you know obviously looking forward to the two games left against edmonton but also looking forward to uh, that week-long break right on safe travels Bosch. that'll do it for another edition of broncos this week brought to you by original 16 you've been listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 